Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less efforts thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs at every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash human2. That is all lowercase, Shopify dot com slash human two so you're going to go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two I've shared with you guys Babbel before. I love Babbel because it is so easy and convenient to help you learn a new language. We have been doing so much more traveling over the last few years and we are unbelievably blessed, but I cannot tell you how embarrassing it is going to another country and not even knowing how to ask where the bathroom is, how to order food or where you're going. It is simple things or even a hello. I've shared with you guys that before that I had a TikTok video go viral because I didn't know how to say hello in Swedish and it was very embarrassing. So Babbel is absolutely phenomenal. I've shared them with you guys before they do have a human two code for you guys it is such a convenient course to help you learn even the basics or whatever extent you want to learn in a new language and that's why I love Babbel and that's why I want to share it with you guys if you guys are doing the traveling game like we're doing it is such a blessing to just be able to learn the basics and go further if you want to go further there is a limited time deal right now for Human 2 listeners. You're going to get 55% off your Babbel subscription, and this is only for our listeners. So you are going to go to babbel.com slash human2. That is babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash human2, and that's going to get you 55% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. This is so funny to me because, well, I have my mom here with me, which is just very interesting. (laughs) But not only that, we have my uncle in the background. So I was saying this morning he's visiting and my mom is obviously visiting. And I was like, this is the first time we've had a crowd. It's kind of fun. So um, if you're new here, thank you for being here. I just got back from L.A. That is actually why my mom is in town. She came over to watch the girls hang out and house sit so you were here for a couple days by yourselves how'd that go it went fabulous I guess you weren't really alone too long Rick came yeah he did oh sorry Rick we (laughs) said your name my bad that is one thing um I've told you this off camera correct just due to everything that's been going on um refrain from using names as much as possible but also being as detailed as possible so part of why I wanted to have my mom on is because obviously if you've watched my life unfold online everything is online of my my personal business and you got to know my dad, you loved my dad and he's now gone. So I have been very open about my grief. Um, fun fact, not fun fact, but my mom actually just lost both of her parents last year too. So they say they come in threes and the third one, they took Billy with them. So, um, 
I think you got a lot of experience of talking about things like that, but you're coming from a different mindset. You're obviously older with adult children and your parents got to experience a lot more with you. But why I wanted to do part one this week, because I I know you guys know that I do ones and twos. Every time I listen or watch somebody, I want to know who they are. So like you've been so far and you're not in much of my stuff. So nobody really knows who you are. And a lot of people think that my dad's wife was my mom. Um, But that's actually my stepmother. So you are. I am the birth mother. Birth mother. (laughs) Um, Her name is Sheila. So Mm -hmm. say hello. Welcome. Hello. So I kind of wanted to start this episode with kind of just getting to know my mom, asking you a lot of questions, talking about some stories, whatever the hell we want to talk about. Okay. Is totally fine with me. Um, And then we're going to sit down and we're going to do a part two. So that'll be next week's. And that is what I'm so excited for. Um, It's just a lot of questions on... Things that you didn't get to ask your parents. And again, you have a really good mindset too because there's probably stuff that you are missing that like you would want to know. Um, And I think it's so important to be able to ask those questions. That's something I always want to do online is I want to walk you through the stuff that I've been through in this lifetime and the things that I've learned from it. Losing my dad, um, I think there's just so many unanswered questions and that's like really painful. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that I get to ask you. And I do have a mother that is like very open, very honest, so real, so raw. It <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. You're you're always going to shoot it straight. And I really appreciate right. that because I don't think a lot of people have that. Um, and it also is maybe a little bit freeing for some people to hear it from somebody else if they don't have that, whether their mother's gone, their father's gone, or maybe mm. they just don't have the relationship with their parent. Sometimes it might be healing for them or even us to hear. I'm so, hoping for that. Yeah. So a little backstory. You are from Florida. I'm from Florida. I'm from Pinellas County, Florida. Um, Born and raised there. Um, I was the oldest of four children. I am the oldest of four children. I have three brothers. Um, Just like me. (laughs) um, Yeah. So it was, uh, I grew up in a family-owned business. Um, It was all hands on deck whenever anything was needed. Um, I learned very early uh, to be to shoot straight um to be honest if someone asked a question um it, it it's important to not to be polite but not to sugarcoat um and I think that that's rolled over into being a mother um, yeah you definitely instilled that in us yeah so it, you can it, feel like you can talk to me you don't have to feel like you have to talk to the camera okay feel comfortable <clears throat> you're okay you're not on trial here you're okay <laughs> nothing that you say is wrong uh, I think the big thing about being a a the only girl in the family um, was that the boys had somebody with them. You know, the boys had a friend, um, whether it was the older and they had a mom figure, and they had a mom figure. Yeah. Yes, um, it was something that helped me learn how to be a mom when I was in my teens because I. I have a brother who is right next to me. Yeah. So I was going to say, explain a little bit. Yeah. I have a brother who was born right after me, two years after me. And then um, I have two other brothers. One was born 16 and a half years after me. And one was born almost 19 years after me. And they are full blood. They are full blood. Which is so wild to me. Yes. So So my two uncles, I get that a lot. So obviously I have three uncles, but the two that are closer in age, obviously one is here with us. He is a little bit older than my husband. And then the other one is Raphael's age. Like they're two days apart, right? I think so. Yes. So when we were growing up, it was almost like they were our cousins slash brothers because we were, we were together a lot. I kind of want to go back into, let's talk about that. So 
a lot of people are confused and I'm even confused on this. And I, I explained this to you last night. I don't even know my own timeline on some things. Okay. So go back before I even existed. Let's talk. Hmm. Let's get into the Billy, the Billy situation. Got it. So dad owned a business up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He and was a milkman up here. And when the, when his coworker slash boss manager um, went down to Florida for an opportunity for a milk route in Florida, one of the last remaining milk routes in Florida. Um, it was in my county. And dad went with. And dad went with. Um, the business that my parents owned was one that the milk route used. It was a printing company. And your father walked in one day to pick up an order. And I still remember the exact outfit I was wearing. Cute. Um, and I helped him at the counter. When he left, I went to my mother and I told her, that's the man I'm going to marry. Stop. I love that. And uh, it, we were friends um, for a couple of years, I think it was. Um, cause Do you remember how long he was down there for? I want to say about two or three years. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was faster than that. No, I was, okay. I was a senior in high school when I was helping him. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I left. Wait, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So it had to have been three years because I think I turned 21 the year I left with him. Um, he Holy had an shit. opportunity out in Boulder, Colorado. Okay, so tell that. Tell a little bit of that. I think that's fun. This is yeah. a fun story. Um, he had an opportunity out in Boulder, Colorado. He had met some people. I believe it was at a, a believe it or not, a milkman's convention or something along that line. Hot. And um, so he was getting ready to leave uh, Florida, and he was going to drive across the country, and he was going to do it by himself. And the timing was just right. And again, you guys were not dating. We were not dating. Um, okay. The timing was just right that um, I was available, had nothing going on, had, didn't have a boyfriend. He didn't have a girlfriend. So I said, I'll drive across the country with you, right? Why not? Let's that be stuck so in a mother. car with somebody you know for mom, three days. If you know my mom, that's still my mother. Yes. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, he actually asked my dad for permission and to drive, to take me with, um, your father was very proper like that. Um, so we did. We drove out to Boulder, um, stopped in Minnesota on the way, met his mom. His and uh, Wait, so you guys came up and then We came down up over? and then down over, yeah. I don't remember Where? why we did that, but Probably because yeah. he needed to hug his mama. Yeah, probably. He needed to hug his mama <laughs> and get some fresh clothes. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, we ended up in Boulder. Um, actually I stayed with my sister, um, in Wyoming. Cause you have a half older sister. I have an so older half sister. You were raised with three boys, but Correct. the half older sister does live across the country and yep. you guys were not raised together. No, we were not raised okay. together. So I stayed with her while okay. your dad went down to Boulder and tried to get this business started. Um, it ended up where we liked each other. We really enjoyed the time we spent together on the trip. Um, and so I kind of started going back and forth between Boulder and Wyoming and ended up staying down there for a while. How long were you guys in Colorado? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less efforts thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs at every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com human2. That is all lowercase, Shopify dot com slash human two so you're going to go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two I've shared with you guys Babbel before. I love Babbel because it is so easy and convenient to help you learn a new language. We have been doing so much more traveling over the last few years and we are unbelievably blessed, but I cannot tell you how embarrassing it is going to another country and not even knowing how to ask where the bathroom is, how to order food or where you're going. It is simple things or even a hello. I've shared with you guys that before that I had a TikTok video go viral because I didn't know how to say hello in Swedish. And it was very embarrassing. So Babbel is absolutely phenomenal. I've shared them with you guys before. They do have a human two code for you guys. It is such a convenient course to help you learn even the basics or whatever extent you want to learn in a new language. And that's why I love Babbel. And that's why I want to share it with you guys. If you guys are doing the traveling game like we're doing, it is such a blessing to just be able to learn the basics and go further if you want to go further. There is a limited time deal right now for Human 2 listeners. You're going to get 55% off your Babbel subscription, and this is only for our listeners. So you are going to go to babbel.com slash human2. That is babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash human2, and that's going to get you 55% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. I want to say there was probably about... Because when did you have Will? Eight or nine months. That was that was not the first time. We were in Boulder twice. That's news to me. Yep. So we actually um, we actually went out there. Um, your dad actually stayed with the people that he was looking to get the dairy, the, the milk route from, yeah. I believe. Um, and so once things kind of started to go a little bit downhill with that, um, we came back to Minnesota um, and stayed there for a little bit. Um, and at this point you guys are dating. Yeah, we're dating. Um, it ended up where I went home to Florida for a little bit. He went back out about three months later to Colorado and that was where we got the apartment in Boulder. Um, and ended up, um, it was middle of the summer. Boulder is gorgeous in the middle of the summer. We had an apartment right on the Flatirons. Your father loved it. He would literally sit out on the on the porch and just watch life unfold under him on this porch um, and ended up um, getting pregnant with your brother. You guys are not married. We were not married. Um, things came to an end with the dairy industry um, and we decided to move back to Minnesota to have your brother together. And then you guys got married. We got married. Bought um, a house. Yep. We got married, bought a house. Um, actually, we bought the house after you. Okay. Um, they got a German short hair pointer. <laughs> we did. <laughs> as, as soon as we moved out of the apartment, I literally took the the, the refund of the of the deposit. And dead. And, and bought the dog. <laughs> my dad, literally until the day he died, would make fun of my mom for how much 
She's obsessed with animals. Just a little. And could never say no to an animal. And then when we were growing up and my and we lived in Florida and my dad lived up here, he'd always be like, how's the zoo going? I'm like, he wouldn't even know the animals' names. He would just ask how the zoo was. So fun fact, while we lived in the apartment in Boulder, I adopted a hamster and I moved it across country sure to Minnesota I'm with sure us. Okay, so how long were you guys in Minnesota? Uh, we were in Minnesota quite a while. Um, you were almost two. Okay. I when, thought I was younger, so that's good. You were almost two when we divorced. Okay. Um, and I moved back to Florida to be closer to my parents. I didn't have anybody yeah. up no, here. Understandable. Um, so it was all his friends. Um, so under my understanding, how mm-hmm. the divorce played out was custody was kind of fought for for quite some time because dad wanted to keep us up here. But you for sure wanted us in Florida. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. You gave up child support to keep us in Florida. But dad was responsible to fly us up and down each time. So whoever had the kids at the time was responsible for the children money wise. Correct. Correct. Okay. So court ordered. We were up here spring break, summer break, Christmas break. Mm -hmm. So we never had any holidays with you. No. How was that? Thanksgiving was the one holiday that I really had you consistently yeah. and it became my favorite holiday. And now it's my least favorite <laughs> because <laughs> there's for, for a different reason. But yeah, that was the one. Ho- that's the holiday that, or the Monday before Thanksgiving was when we buried my dad. So right. Tuesday, I think it was Monday. We had the visitation. Tuesday was the burial. That time is still yeah. such a blur. So Thanksgiving kind of kind of nice because Thanksgiving was like the one weird holiday as a child because it was like the one that was different from the others. Mm-hmm. And now it's like whatever but as a mom would you change that would you go back and fight to have a holiday or what what was your view on that my view on that when when we were ironing out the the stipulations in the divorce um it it wasn't a whole long time um for fighting it was really kind of through to the end I want to say it was two months maybe three do you remember the year this was uh, it would have been 90, 98. So November 13th of 98 was my divorce. Oh, funny. That's Aaron's birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was when the, the divorce was finalized and I was in Florida at that point in time. So in that, okay. So in that time frame, going through divorce, cause not to put your business out there, but my dad was your first marriage. Mm-hmm. You had one in between and now you're married your third time. Correct. How was that divorce with my dad? Was it like. Because I think of a, like, if I were to leave Raphael, that would be, like, the hardest thing ever. It was and I devastating. Imagine. Yeah. Um, I really thought that your father was the best thing since sliced bread. I loved him. Um, he was everything opposite of my father. Um, you know, your father didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't do drugs. He, you know, he was very clean True. cut. Um, he was, it, it just was... But I will say, when I look back, Mm -hmm. so I've always said this, um, and I kind of want to do a topic on this too in the future of step parenting, because I really struggle with, um, I've always said I would never date anybody that had children, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, I would not do it. It's just my own opinion. I think my step parents added a lot of value to my life, but I think the traumas that were instilled um, are very heavy on me. So, but when when I look back, I will say I couldn't imagine you two together. I can imagine you two as like a very fun, fun couple, but I couldn't imagine it because I don't know. I just feel like 
I just couldn't see it. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to it. But what were you guys like as a couple? Did you guys get along all the time? We we got along most of the time, yeah. I mean, we we had fun. I think buying the house was a huge stressor. Um, I really think that it, it, it changed things for us. Um, and I think that um, neither one of us were ready. I mean, you've got to remember that I was 23 when I had your brother, mm-hmm. um, 25 when I had you, and your dad oh, was shit. nine years older than me. So he was at a different point in life, and I hadn't experienced really anything about life. Yeah. So I was being introduced to things, and I just enjoyed with him. Um, we would, you know, he loved birds. So our our house was always full of bird food and and bird feeders and we would oh we would God. actually go out and build wood duck houses and do co- wood duck conservation. So we would drive around and and look at the at the ducks constantly. Um funny, sorry. Yeah. Side note, we um when my dad had passed, you obviously were with us mm-hmm. in Denver and um came back and spent some time here and we ended up going up to the bird store that my dad went to. Yes. And my dad's gone to this bird store for 30 years. Uh, yeah, 30 years um, at least. And it was funny because when I walked in the door, the guy knew who I was mm-hmm. because my dad would show him my TikToks every week. And I was like, holy shit, like that's so interesting to me. Um, that really obviously stung my heart because I'm like, I don't know this man, but clearly my dad yeah. was running around showing him the stuff, but he recognized you and he knew who you were. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny because I'm like small world, but that's how long dad's been going there. And yes. um, that is wild. The, the bird story is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you and this is personal. You don't necessarily have to answer this. I don't tell her everything because obviously when there's, okay, let me, let me preface that. I do tell you everything, but there's been some stuff obviously going on in the background legality wise. And obviously you've seen that based on what I've posted online. How does that make you feel seeing my life online? Um, and hearing things like that. Hearing things like the legalities. Yeah. Like someone's trying to sue over it irks mama bear so bad right same (laughs) I just want to solve it and I know I can't (laughs) legally we just got to be quiet but I did have a question for you so when I hit a million Mm -hmm. um and this is tying back into the relationship with dad when I hit a million I got that text message do you remember that I called you about in New York Mm -hmm. um and it was not the nicest but there was a piece where it had stated um I've been together with your dad for this long and the time that we were separated we kept in contact are you aware of any of that? No. Because that would have been the time frame that you guys were together, right? Yes. I knew that we ran into some of the family in a store one day when I was pregnant with your brother. Um, and that was the only contact that I knew that there was. Okay. So. So that obviously really kind of bothered me because obviously mm-hmm. that was, that was a, that was out of the whole text message. That was the most frustrating thing to me that, that kind of boiled my blood of like, that showed a different light on mm-hmm. both of them as well, my father included, um, right. because I don't find that appropriate, and I don't, I didn't love that. So I'm sorry that that was said to you in that way, because I was not aware that that was coming up, um, or that you didn't even know about that. No idea. So when my dad got remarried, um, what were your thoughts there? How was the co-parenting lifestyle with that? Hard to begin with. Okay. Um, I back up just a little bit was your grandmother would constantly call me your the his wife's name yeah because they had they had actually dated before me yeah so it was it was very funny because he had dated her for quite a long time 
Um, and then he moved to Florida and started dating me. All of that happened. And then Got back the next her. thing I know is they're getting married. And I had no idea. Oh, I didn't know that. My had, dad didn't call you or anything? I had no idea. So how did we, How did you find that out? Because we weren't even at their wedding. She answered the phone one day when I called Grandma? to talk to... No. Okay. His new wife answered... Or his wife answered the phone when I called to talk to you. So it was... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that was... And that was, was shocking. Like, hey? Yeah. It wasn't very... Okay. So you had no idea there was even a wedding. No, I had no idea there was a relationship. And then I had no idea there was a wedding either. Because we weren't there. Right. You weren't there. Do you know why we weren't invited? I, that was a question I had for my dad. And well, I've never gotten a straight answer on that. I have asked before. You're, and we were lied. I assume we were probably lied to. Your next two brothers were born very close to, together. I believe the one was. That was after the wedding though. Right. Um, but I believe the one was born the year of the wedding. Yeah. So I didn't. I had no idea. And that was the year. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, Wait, okay, so... So that would have put So they just got married, and nobody called to tell you or even invite his two children. Correct. Are you serious? Yes. I wish it were different, but I had no idea. Damn, that burns. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. I was told something totally different. Nope. That's okay. We're going to move on from that one. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Okay, so yeah. Um, then came the two younger brothers. Wishing this was wine instead yeah. of coffee. <laughs> like you, I wasn't kidding about that shot. I'm good. I'm glad this is happening because I feel like there's so many. Um, and I get it. As a child, you have to tell your kids certain things. They're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. But this is a recent conversation I had before dad passed. Um, and it wasn't just with dad. It was with both of them. And it was something that was brought up and I was confused and I was upset um, because I, that is, it goes, it ties back into exactly what I've been saying this whole time of we've always been the back thought and I understand money's hard. I understand that back in the day flights were not the same that they are now. Um, would I re- have remembered? What was I probably four years old? I don't know if I would have remembered that moment. How much uh, older are you than him? Four. Four years. So you, you would have been three and a half at that point. No, I'm exactly f- right. No, no, no. When they got married, you would have been about three, a little bit over I'm three. 23, about to be 23. I'm about to be 27. So yeah, four. Okay, you're right. I probably wouldn't have remembered, but I do look back at those photos and I'm just like, I believe my cousin's in some of the pictures. The I one think, that's right behind me. I think so. The boy? Mm-hmm. Is he in some of that? I thought he was, but it's been a while since I've looked at those. And I don't it's know. Just been I just, glancing. I just, it, it, it hurts seeing, um, photos and I'm like, I'm not there. I don't, I know it's stupid because again, I wouldn't have remembered, but we're going to move on from that. Um, so yeah, a couple years later or a couple months later, my older brother, so your son was in the hospital. Um, he was diagnosed with type one diabetes. I know that was something that was very difficult as the parents, one, just figuring that out Two, that was 20, what, 25 years ago that he was diagnosed with that 23 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a whole, that, that time frame was a whole new realm of life they do yeah. not have the technology they did not have the technology as we do now no. um but when he was in the hospital you called my dad yep I called your dad to um, let him know to let him know and um my dad responded with uh, my we, brother's here yep we just I'm sorry we're in the hospital we just had a baby so go you go you yeah so you guys are both in the hospital yep. which I kind of get that yep. I get that scenario you got to just whatever um so 
priorities change, you know, when you've got children involved. And that was definitely where I, I think their priority was the new baby. And I get that. Um, I didn't to begin with because I felt very. Oh, absolutely. I felt like I had been stabbed um, because your left your first your one is here yeah. and your second one. I'm trying to do this and I'm doing it not so much on my own, but on my own. You know, it was um, like you said, I never got you child support at this point. I was married. I was. You already remarried. By the yeah, because I think so. When he was diagnosed, yeah, yeah, there was another party involved. Yes. Um. So you but weren't I, necessarily alone, but I definitely can see where it's like you have that bond with the dad of the children. Of correct. Like, I need you. Your kid needs right. you. But I can also see where she's like, we have a whole new family. This kid needs you. I I could not imagine what that would he, be like. I, to I'm sure he felt immensely torn. You know, he wanted to help. Oh, I know your brother. Yeah. He wanted to do. Um, but his no. priority was his yeah. new family. Yeah. So. And and that's exactly where I had said I could not be a step parent. And I would not want. I don't think if Raphael and I were to ever have kids and we were to split. I don't know if I could do it again with someone else. I don't know what that would look like because that world is just such. There's. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a black and white person. But I'm a way more black and white person than that storyline a lot. And I just I think that's hard. So, okay, so the boys, the younger boys are born. Mm-hmm. You have had a great relationship with them, I think, in my eyes. You've always been very welcoming to them. Um, they love you. So I think that's amazing. I think that shares a lot about your character. Mm-hmm. Um, you've always been that mom that anyone could come and feel comfortable with. So <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate that. But also sometimes as your child, I felt like kind of like, again, we took the back burner. I've talked about that previously on the podcast of, I came from two different, two totally polar opposite moms of the step. My stepmom was her kids mattered and they are forefront of absolutely anything and everyone. And then you came from your kids are good. You know, they got a good head on their shoulders. We're going to feed the village. We're going to take care of everybody and make sure they're all okay. Where did your mindset come with that? Like to me, it's it's important to, I mean, you know, we always had kids in and out of the house. Oh, I know. And I guess I should, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. I should give a little bit of a backstory. Um, my stepfather, who is no longer in the picture, I was raised with him for, what, 16 years? Yeah. About. 15. He was he was part of my core growing up. Um, I have a lot of his mindset. I'm actually trying to relearn some of it <laughs> because he was very cold, very, um, I've talked about previously. Um, no emotions were allowed unless it was what he said, how it went. Um, and that's, that's a totally different story for a totally different day, but he had his own children and he was the same way of like, my kids come first. My kids matter. No, no matter what they do, their shit don't stink. Um, and the two, we went back burner kids again. So in both households, my older brother and I were kind of like, we're just there. The, the thing with my stepchildren was their mother's they had two separate mothers they were not in the picture at all um or if they were it's extremely toxic I'm sure that's very hard it was very difficult um so we had them a hundred percent of the time and then we had you guys that would travel back and forth and I knew um I've said it before I knew the minute you were born that you'd been here before you have an old soul you've always had that look in your eye like I'm gonna conquer um, and you were easy. You were the easiest kid. Um, and you you took the bull by the horns. You, If there was something that needed to be done, you did it. 
And did you ever see the the older I got that how that kind of back set me though at all? Because I think I went through. I think so because as you became a teenager and started dealing with some of the some of life's things that were thrown at you, you were not fully equipped to deal with some of those experiences. But you you thought you knew it all and you wouldn't let anyone help you. Um, Which kind of fucked me up in my own mind yeah of, of um because as a 16 17 even to 26 year old there's stuff that you think you know and you don't open up about and then you're sitting there like right you're in your own hole um because it, it is very and that's why I want to do this kind of stuff of like talking nobody's alone in anything they go through so you and I went through a time of exactly like you said right. that um that phase of so, okay, so in my eyes, and again, I know the storyline's a little skewed, you were getting divorced from my stepdad. Right. Who, again, at that point in time, I was not aware of the situation. I was aware of the situation that was going on, but I didn't believe it um, because I was so trained by him. He put, he put the girls on a pedestal and the boys Yeah, because he had a boy and a girl, and then you had a boy and a girl. I had a, yep, exactly he seven years apart. Girls. He yes. was very, he, he was very girl attentive to the two of us girls. Right. Um, and it, it kind of fucked up my stepsister, my old stepsister, because she went through, she's got, and I've talked about this before. I don't, I don't fuck with drugs. I do not do that. And she is the one that I have not gotten into that storyline, but I watched her completely throw her life away and it was extremely sad and tough to watch. And I think he really enabled that. Um, but then I went completely opposite of never in my life will I make the mistakes that I witnessed. But where I was going with that is, um, so when the divorce was happening, I was like, there's no way he could have done any of this stuff. And you and I started battling it out. I did feel yep. for you and I was there for a lot of it. Um, but I think when I was starting to give my pushback was your storyline of now who you're married to. And I will say, like, we've apologized. We've worked through all this stuff. Yep. You are the happiest I've ever seen you. And I absolutely love that. But the timeline of how it happened, you and stepdad took a year off, separated. So you were fully moved on before the divorce even really kind of happened not fully moved on but you were you knew that your time I knew it was coming yeah yeah I knew so you're, it was. and now as an adult I get that like when I was with my ex like I, I could have dated someone the, the day he moved out because I was just completely moved on but right. as a 16 year old you don't understand that right so um the divorce was finalized and not even a couple months later you had started dating your husband now mm-hmm. um who actually, fun fact, was the uncle of my childhood best friend. So now my childhood best friend is now my cousin. And you are, you've always been best friends with her mom. Right. So now she's your sister-in-law. So it's kind of a funny story. But where that had happened is he ended up moving in with us mm-hmm. into our new condo. Right. And I, shit hit the fan in my life because I'm like, we need to heal. Right. And we need to move on. That was kind of where my mindset went. And I, you and I battled back and forth for a lot. I did not allow you the opportunity to heal and process what had happened that I had had. And so I was very selfish with that because I had lived 15 years walking on eggshells in fear um, and just in a bad mindset. And, and you, you were ready to move on. I was ready to move on. And you didn't have that. And here was this person who was willing to help me heal. And he has been an amazing, huge part of the healing that I've been able to do. Um, and brought me back to who I was when I first met your dad. Yeah. Confident and, and, and I love that. ready to go. I love that. I love him. I love that he's part of your life. I love that he's part of our life. Um, but when he had came in, right. it was it was a whole new world. And so right. I had said, I'm moving to my dad's. Yep. 
I was a junior in high school. It was in the middle of my year. Again, I'm in Florida. I've been raised there my entire life, pre-K through junior year. And I hit her with, I'm moving to my dad's. <laughs> and she said, okay. And I, I remember it. calling my stepmom and being like, my mom's a bitch. And she was like, I think I had a flight within a couple days. Uh, if not sooner. Like 24 hours, yeah. pretty much. Yep. Um, so full circle, I... So, okay, so junior year had ended. I did my semester here in Minnesota and I called you and I was like, I want to move back. And you were like, nope, nope, sorry. So I ended up doing senior year there and full circle coming about. It really sucked because one, I wasn't getting along with my stepmom. Right. Um, Two, I think I was a senior in high school and I really wanted my old friends back. I wanted the life back. I wanted Florida back. So I ended up moving back for college you and I had not talked almost all of my senior year. It was actually my stepmom and I sat down and she was like, you need to invite your mom to your graduation. And I was like, no, like she would not let me come home. Hmm. There's no way. And she was like, no, I really think it should be who of you to like. Do you know why I didn't want you or didn't let you come home? I wanted you home. Let me let me be very clear about that. I wanted you home. I didn't want you to leave. But do you know why I, I didn't know, let you hurt me? You needed to realize the ramifications of a decision. You had decided to move up with your dad. She got me. And you did it to hurt me. And it did. It was your half of my heart walking around outside of my body, honey. And for you to do that ripped that half of my heart and just you stomped on it. And it was something where you had made that decision and you were doing so well in school. You were thriving up here. Why would I want you to change that? Because you wanted to come home. It yeah. was, I can see that. So, but I think again, back to the, the full circle thing, right. I had, I went back to college down there for a little bit and mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it because yep. in that small time that I was here in Minnesota, I really bonded with my little brothers and I love them so fucking dearly. Yes. Um, obviously what's going on right now is, is hurting me mm-hmm. immensely because of how much I love them. It's just almost like you said, it's almost like you're that the second mom figure to yep. them. Um, I just love them. It's almost like it's a it's a love that's so unexplainable. <laughs> and I'm trying really hard to let them be their own human beings. Um, but I had gotten so close with them and I realized how much I loved them and wanted to be part of them. So that's why I ended up coming back. And that was when I really so I moved back. I went down to Florida again for college and I, I like moved back and forth. And that was when I got really, really close with my dad um, in the last few years of his life. But I feel like there was a a long, long time. And I know my older brother holds this against you of taking us away mm-hmm. because he felt as if he really wanted to know his dad. And now that his dad's gone um, or our dad is gone, he he's mad at you for it. He's letting out the anger anywhere else that he can have that. How does that make you feel as a parent? It's you leaving for Minnesota all over again. Half of my heart is being stomped on. Yeah, I, I tried everything because I... It, it took a lot for your dad and I to get to the point where we could be on vacation together. We worked very hard. Um, his new wife and I became friends um, in the first couple of years were very difficult. There was arguments, there was fights. But when you get to the point where you can actually hang out with them, I, it, they let me come up to visit you. Yeah, and when I did, stay I'd house. stay at their house. Um, I know that sounds awkward, but 
it worked. We loved it. As the four kids, as like me and my three brothers, we thought it was so fun. Yeah. Because again, my younger brothers loved you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, older brother and I loved having everyone in one house. It almost felt like a really fucked up weird family. It, but it didn't was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was fun. And then there would be nights where like my wedding week, was it the wedding week that you came up or it was my bridal shower week? And you and her stayed up until like four in the oh, morning. your drinking. bridal shower week. We were, we, we'd sit just up drinking, for a couple nights fun. in a row, having, having a blast, just talking. And I will say that was my fat. Oh, I'm going to cry. Okay. That was like the best year of my life. It was. It was the worst the next year. Yeah. And it's hard to have such like a, I feel like you finally have it all. We're like, everyone's amicable. Yep. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's adults. We're all friends. Like that was so much fun. And I remember, I remember when you had to leave after that. And my dad was like, sad. I feel like we had our friends. Like there are only friends because it was you and your stepsister, or not your stepsister, your um, sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And which is obviously your best friend. And like you came and spent time and like the, the real adults, the parents yep. spent hours just hanging out, talking. And, and my dad didn't really have that. Um, mm-hmm. He had his best friends, but like their lives were going on. And, and it was so nice to just like, just see everyone be adults and have fun. And obviously Raphael and I, like I had found my person. So it was like, all the worlds were colliding and it felt like <laughs> it felt too good to be true. And then maybe that's why <laughs> it was taken from us. Um, so I do want to say that too. A lot of people are kind of confused by our, a little bit of our storyline. So again, you and my dad were very close. I think the divorce was really just because shit just wasn't working out, but you guys got to a point where you guys were very, very solid and really good friends. And I think he can, I know he confided in you yeah. a lot. Um, same with me. Unfortunately, that's kind of where I think you and I are both in that boat of really annoyed and pissed off at the things that are happening because we were the last few people that he had real conversations with the last few days before he passed. And mm-hmm. we know too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost I've said this many times. I'm almost mad at him for sharing that stuff with us because it's it was weighing, hard. It's, it weighs heavy on us now of like and the way people are acting. We're like, it's not even just how you're treating us. I think it's it's knowing what was happening to him knowing the behind the scenes of how he was being treated really hurts yeah and I I I, I'm sorry that that's weighing on you because I could only imagine um because as a mom you you know what we've been told you know what happened and transpired that weekend and you know I explained to your brother the other day when he was here um we had we had been through the divorce a lot of fighting a lot of arguing a lot of Ironing things out is what I is what I feel it is on the back end. Seeing the when you look back, it is twenty twenty. Um, so you see where things happened and the timeline and 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 the actions and how they relate to life. And looking backwards, your dad and I loved each other very much, and then we broke up and we argued and we fought. And his new wife got into the mix and was was fighting for what she wanted and needed for her for her kids and I get that now but there was a lot of time where I didn't like your dad because of what we were going through but those wounds started to heal over time and we got to a point where we were we had those honest conversations that need to be had when you have children it's not about you it's about the children and my children and his children are one and the same. They they are the reason that we're here. They are the reason that we need to be better. So 
I actually took the time to work with him and be honest with him and let him be honest with me and accept what I had done to hurt him. And we got to a point where we were friends again. Yeah. We went to Nashville together for, you know, one birthday and then we were in Denver for the second and it was exciting and having, I was, I was floored to be able to go and, and just spend time with all of my kids um, and your cousin, who I think of as my as child, kid, yeah. you know, so I've got six kids now that, you know, with Raphael as well, you all are this, my six kids. Yeah. But in looking back over the, the peaks and valleys of the emotions, the one thing that never changed was I never stopped loving your father. Right. And as a human being, you can't, you can't. It, he, he's just, he he's helped, spitfire. he helped me get you to, I mean, you're welcome. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so I kind of want to, I want to start to wrap this up and this is probably going to be okay. one of the hardest questions um, before we wrap up the episode. So you were in Denver with us mm-hmm. um, and you and I were the only two. We were it, baby. I think you've put yourself on the back burner to, to make sure we were all okay. How's it been? You mentioned earlier that I lost my parents last year. Mm-hmm. And then I lost your dad. And the way I look at it is I lost three of the most important people in my entire life. Um, I have my siblings left, which I am thankful for every day. And I have you guys. Um, But to lose... (laughs) To lose the person who helped me give life cut the deepest. My parents... I think is... Watching it was brutal. I think that's something that... Watching my children's hearts shatter in front of me was the worst thing in my entire life. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I think that's something that a lot of people, the only people in that room will understand. And I, I think that's something that's weighing heavily on me is when I hear someone say, almost like they're grief is harder and I'm sitting here like you don't even care about the people that were traumatized on top of the grieving process like people handle losses differently some people give of themselves during grief some people become very selfish some people become very mean some people just show their true colors and be who they want to actually be and and use it as an excuse and I think Everyone out there who loses someone is going through something different. Because mm-hmm. each relationship's different. Obviously. Each relationship is different. Each human is different. Um, yeah, it, it was. I would not wish what happened to us in that room on my absolute worst enemy. Um, it was hard. Um, but fun fact: I don't know if you know this or not. But as we were clearing the Airbnb, um, you guys had all gone out and I was taking as mama bear that I am taking my walk through from starting from the top all the way down every floor and checking for trash, making sure things are clean. I do this in every hotel room, make sure nobody left anything on your father's nightstand was six dimes exactly six dimes no other coins you know your dad he always had coins Mm -hmm. did you keep them and a a feeling came over me 
that they were representative of each of you six. And I picked up those six dimes and I held them and I said, I hear you, Bill. I've got them. There was some weird signs. There was some there were, really weird signs yeah. that weekend. Um, he actually, this is something we had noticed when we picked up his jeans. He had had his rosary that he left on his. And he never carried yeah, that. He always left it on his lamp mm-hmm. in his bedroom and he had it in his back pocket. Um, there was a couple things that were that were very odd that weekend. Um, and looking back, I know I've asked you this um, and you've told me. Obviously, again, we were in Denver and Boulder was his favorite place in the whole fucking world. He always said he wanted to retire there. And you've told me you felt like he was truly at peace with oh, that the was, way he went. Yes. He he was actually, he was ecstatic to show Boulder to you guys. He had not been back since we left. And he's never been on a trip with the four of us kids, ever. There has no. never been in my entire life where me and my three brothers were on a vacation together, ever. Not like that, yeah. No, never. We have never been on a vacation together, all four of us. True. Other than the cabin, but that right, doesn't that's... count. Um, but that was the only time in our entire life, because obviously Nashville... The youngest wasn't the youngest 21 wasn't yet, ready. so he didn't come. Oh, yeah. um, so he was the only addition to that that weekend. And yep. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a little bit of your story mm-hmm. and the ties. Um, there's so many more questions to be asked and answered. I do want to get this one wrapped up. Okay. I wanted people to know you a little bit um, because, again, like when I watch, <laughs> nice to meet you. When I watch and listen to people's things, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, how does these fit together? Yeah. Right. How does it fit? Um, and I've stated many times of like my mom versus my stepmom and people still always get confused. Please don't <laughs> sue me in my future for <laughs> saying your name <laughs> and having you on here. Um, I appreciate you obviously always being open next episode, which will come out next week. We are going to be filming it today, but it'll be next week's episode. Again, I want to ask you questions from a, a standpoint of not necessarily Catherine and Sheila or Catherine and Bill or anybody along those lines. Maybe you, you can um, speak from personal experience, but, okay. but more just put your parent hat on. I wouldn't even necessarily say a mom because you don't know whether the person's lost their mother or their father. Um, and sometimes a mother or a father isn't the mother or the father. Maybe it's a grandparent or an aunt or uncle that right. took them in. And, and it's really just from that mindset of, of lost loved one that um, needs, needs to kind of have that, be that vessel here that, that mm-hmm. someone can no longer say. Or again, like, um, what if, if I weren't to have gotten married yet, um, what would something that my dad would tell me on my wedding day type scenario? So we're going to go through that in part two. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We are on all podcast platforms, wherever you're listening. We're also on YouTube if you want to watch. Um, and then we are also on all social medias. So you can either find me under Catherine Eves or I think I'm human too. I officially have a website now. So Catherine Eves is up and running. It doesn't have, it's not like fully worked out yet, but there's a website and we'll have all the links on there. We're basically building an empire here, I guess, on freaking social media. So you can find us anywhere and everywhere. And I'm so excited. I did ask a bunch of questions this morning. So we have a ton to go through. Um, And before I wrap this up, I did just want to say today is the 7th, which is dad's nine months since we lost him. And it's also a Monday. So that one kind of stings. But I posted this this morning and I have I'm not asking my own questions like I did this episode. These are all questions that you guys have put out there. So be prepared for that next week. and obviously thank you for partaking and letting us do this for you guys i'm so proud of you love you i love you too bye bye guys